Hello and welcome to the Surgical Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Haider Al-Hakim, the Third Eye Doctor. Pull up a chair and get ready for some candid and uncompromising discussion with experts, innovators, agitators, and influential people from every corner of health and well-being. From inside the hospital to at home in the kitchen, we're leaving no stone unturned in our quest to uncover the secrets of healthier, happier, more successful, and less stressful lives. Thank you so much for joining us, and without further ado, let's meet this episode's guest. Hello, Caroline. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Hi, Haida. How are you? Um, yes, I'm well. I think if the weather's better, but then I always start by talking about the weather on this <laughs> podcast every single time. People must be so bored about about it. Uh, uh, just it's keep very going British on. Thing. <laughs> I am British. I am British, and I keep saying this, and I'm proud yeah. to be British. And Britain has done so much for me. And um, it's interesting to know because you work with British doctors. I do. I work with doctors from all over the world, but yeah. mainly at the moment, British doctors. Yeah, because I am a British doctor myself. Um, and yeah, it's funny, our obsession with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I think there's a saying somewhere about you know, something like the British M- Empire was built on something around weather or discussion about weather. I think there's <laughs> some kind of cliche out there somewhere. I may be wrong. So, um, Caroline, why the joyful doctor? Oh, great question. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Re- well, I say that it came out of years of me being a not very joyful doctor, if I'm honest. Um, I really struggled with my mental health and well-being as a doctor for many years. Um, and I, yeah, from that grew an interest in, in kind of helping other doctors who were struggling. Um, and gradually I just specialised in it more and more. And it got to the point this a year or so ago when I just... I felt this really strong sense that I really needed to be doing this for a living, you know, to to put my money where my mouth is, um, get the message out there a bit wider, um, that doctors do struggle and they need help just as much as, as anybody else. And um, so, yeah, I took the, the leap of faith to leave my kind of NHS training job and set up The Joyful Doctor. And when did you realize that you weren't joyful? When did it sort of, when did that coin fall? I think, um, looking back, I think probably I was, I had times in my teenage years and early adulthood, you know, through med school when I wasn't joyful, but I didn't really realize it. Um, The first time I was kind of properly aware of really struggling was my first year as a junior doctor. Um, And within weeks, actually, of hitting the wards, I was pretty much broken I was um you know really exhausted burnt out very uh scared very overwhelmed um really feeling like I was the only doctor that didn't know what I was doing you know that real imposter syndrome that we hear a lot of doctors uh, share and talk about um yeah so that happened to me very early on um in my medical career and um you know I was very fortunate I was really well supported um through a lot of those early bumps um but I went on to have significant mental health problems. So I went on to have several episodes of depression. And then later in my 30s, I had some episodes of high mood. So I was re-diagnosed at that point with bipolar disorder. Mm. Um, I've also struggled with um, addiction problems, including to alcohol. 
um, just uh, celebrated four years sober, actually. In Congratulations. November. So thank you very much, um, which is just, yeah, amazing. Um, and yeah, I've had other, like many people, I think it's it's not commonly known, but about 40% of people with mental health problems will have more than one. Um, so I have had, yeah, three or four along the road. Um, and yeah, I've learned um, different things from each, you know, each time I've struggled, you know, kind of grown and and learn as I've gone along and I'm still learning, you know, I don't yeah. consider myself fixed by any means. Mm. Um, actually, I don't think of myself as broken anymore, which is quite nice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what was the turning point for you, you know, things that really changed in your life? Was there any particular point in 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 your time? Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest turning points for me was getting uh, well around my addictions because until then I was kind of using things quite unhealthily to cope, like a lot of doctors do. So I was using you know food and alcohol and relationships and workaholism all to kind of just get through and to cope um, with my struggles. And actually, when I started to put those things down, that's when I really started to um, get real recovery around my mental health and and really started to find more joy in my life. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that was a big turning point for me. And I think part of that was driven by having my son, Mm. uh, because I think that I really wanted to be a good example. You know, I didn't I didn't mind being a mum that had mental health problems. I was actually quite proud of that. But I wanted to be a mum that could show him if you are struggling, there are things you can do and there are ways you can manage it and it's okay, you know, so. Why do you say you're proud of your mental health problems? I guess I'm proud of having survived them and Mm -hmm. having learned from them and using them um, in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of retrospectively that you've gone through it and sort of having gone through the difficulties and the problems. I mean, yeah. I feel exactly the same. I mean, when I went through my suicidal ideas and and severe depression, um, the last of which was in 2017, um, looking back, I keep saying this to other people, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. Mm. Mm. I see that a lot now. I have, I have yeah. a case out of about 60 doctors now, and I see quite regularly for a wonderful program called the Practitioner Health Program here mm. in the UK. Um, and I hear that mm. all the time. When you're going through it, it feels awful. It's yeah. rubbish. You wish it on your worst enemy. Yeah. But actually afterwards, without exception, I've my experience has been that doctors and other high-stress professionals that go through something like this really value the experience and come out of it stronger better wiser mm. happier mm. definitely happier you know de- definitely more resilient because you know we all go through stressful patches we i went through a super super stressful patch yesterday and um in the past that would have lingered on a bit longer because you sort of mull over these stressful patches maybe for days weeks months whatever but now it's like yeah it's happened i've been through it before and today I feel absolutely fine, and I, you know I, I, I kind of wear that as a gold star on my chest. Yes, yes, I <laughs> so love I, it. So I go back to work today, and I'm like buzzing, and they're thinking you're crazy. You know, yesterday was like really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I still struggle absolutely just as much. Um, you know, I still have really low days. I still get occasional suicidal thoughts. Mm. I 
um, yeah, but it, what happens now is generally speaking, I pick stuff up much quicker yeah. um, and I really pay attention to it and I give myself permission to actually look after myself and yeah. to ask for help, which I never used to do. You know, I just used it's to It's crazy, it. isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. We never used to do this. You know, I mean, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I used to just suffer in silence. Yeah. And I used to just eat, 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 eat. And just be a be a grumpy old man. Yeah. yeah, I think food actually. I think we all sort of there's quite a bit of focus on things like people, you know, doctors drinking and doing drugs or smoking or having affairs. Or, but actually, I think food is a massively underrecognized issue amongst doctors. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of doctors out there surviving by either just restricting their intake or by comfort eating. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, it's just one of the many ways in which we just deal with the incredibly difficult jobs that we're facing. You know, and it's easy to get to, it's cheap, and you're kind of protected as well by society with all this sort of, you know, or, you know, politically correct language that we can't use as well. You know, or, yeah. you know, he's, he's overweight or she's overweight. or, And I think that's just uh, making the, the, the problem worse rather than saying well well actually um you know there is help is everything okay i think that's yeah, you know i that's think it's issue. one of those things it's a very visible problem but it's not talked about yeah. it's the yeah elephant in the room i guess for want of a better phrase um yeah and yeah. i think that's going to get worse because you know when i was in school and i and i was a fat kid in school people made sure they told me i was a fat kid which made me better at talking <laughs> rather than running um, i think there's a layer of stigma and shame around doctors with weight problems as well mm. because there is this perception that somehow doctors should be super healthy it's the same yeah. with any mental health problem as well it's you know doctors are perceived to be uh to have it all together yeah to be you know really wealthy really happy yeah. 2.4 kids and you know big house in the country kind of thing and actually the reality is that most doctors are not living those lives i mean the majority doctors. of doctors are very stressed very unhealthy and yeah. mentally not so healthy either which is quite a stark statement to to make yeah, I mean, we don't know if it's the majority or not. Sometimes it feels that way. I think <laughs> so there is some evidence that there are higher rates of mental health problems amongst mm. doctors. Um, we know that doctors find it really difficult to come for help when mm. they are struggling and they leave it a long time. Mm. I think that's true of any high-stress professional, though. Mm. I mm. think it is that suffering on in silence. And <clears throat> excuse me. But the good the news is, is that if they do seek for help, they do very well. That's what the stats say as well, <clears> don't they? They do. They have amazing rates of recovery. The, mm. the rates of recovery seen in doctors' health services are phenomenal compared to the general population. Mm. You know, they have, um, at the practitioner health program, they have kind of abstinence rates around drug and alcohol problems of about 80% in five years, which is unheard of. Um, it's They do very, very well. They have a lot of positive things going for them, a lot of um, really strong personal characteristics, often a lot of social support, mm. and often a really meaningful job to go back to. Mm, mm, you know, mm. at the end of the day, um, we're very privileged working in healthcare that what we do is it brings us meaning yeah, and joy. Yeah. And if if it's done in a bearable way, I think part of the problem at the moment is that a lot of doctors are doing a job they love, but they can't do it in a way that they love because they're just too busy, too overwhelmed, mm. too tired. 
too much being asked, you know, with too few resources. Which is unlikely to change for uh, quite some time. Mm, mm. Which is why I think we were really focusing in doctors' health circles on helping individuals and groups of doctors to set their boundaries and to look after themselves a bit better mm. in what are unmanageable circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a difficult one. Yeah. It, you know, it's not It's easy. a complex problem with, yeah, complex solutions. Although some of it's really simple. I don't know if you found that, but certainly in my journey, the the solutions to, for me were very simple. I, I needed to talk about mm. what was going on and be honest. Mm. I needed to ask for help. Mm. Um, I needed to give myself permission mm. to do what I really love to do. Um, yeah, it's not you know it's not big things, not easy things, but quite simple things. I mean, the solutions are simple. Yeah. Um, but the environment that we're in is very complex. That's what I meant. Yes. That, you know, yeah. you know, the yeah. environment and the whole system that that um, doctors are in is is a very complicated system. Yeah. And I think the onus is on the individual rather than on changing the system, and that's something that I'm a champion of. Whereas mm. there are other doctors who bang their heads on changing the system, which is very complicated, very complex, very, you know, there's a lot of cogs in the system. And I don't think there's going to be much uh, joy with that. And I think the onus is on the individual to sort of influence themselves. And that will cascade into influencing people around them. And that will eventually change the system. And I think it's much you know, quicker and more effective that way. Mm, yeah, I was watching a program the other day. It was it was a quote that really caught my imagination. Something about change coming in um, small increments over time, you know, and just having to kind of chip away. I think there are different levels at which solutions could be put in place. And mm. I do think, you know, the organisations have a responsibility to look at how they mm. can improve things. But yeah, I agree. While you're at the same time, I think individuals need to think, well, what can I do? How can mm. I... Mm. you know survive this or make choices that are positive for me mm. and they are simple things you know whether it's having an extra hour of sleep or doing you know just walking an extra 30 minutes outdoors or yeah doing something yeah. that you enjoy uh without yeah. being interrupted even for just half an hour a day in some yeah. some really simple steps that are quite easy and straightforward that does yeah. make a massive difference over a long period of time yeah, huge. I've had a couple of patients recently, uh, doctor patients, who um, have said to me it's like they're getting their life back. Mm, mm. And essentially what's happened is they've just been so buried in their work for mm. so long that they've just lost touch with all the other stuff that goes on in their life. And then mm. they get to a point of burnout or depression or they have to go up, take some time off. And then only then can they start to get that the life back, like go for that mm -hmm. walk for half an hour or you know, spend that time with their family or, um, you know, pick up that hobby that they've let go for years. Um, and it's really moving, actually, to see these people kind of coming back to life, rediscovering that they're more than just a doctor, they're more than just their job. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're a whole person living in a world where other stuff is going on. Yeah, and the world's just an amazing place. You know, there's just mm. so much stuff going on around the world and you just literally have to stop and just look somewhere else and then you just see all that yeah. amazing things that just going on. But it's very hard to do that when you're in when you're in the middle of um the system and you're in the middle of the overwhelm. 
yeah. I think. And, and this is where uh, you know this is where the coach oh. comes in. This is where the trainer comes in, and and just yeah. someone just to sort of yeah. put a hand on their shoulder and say, "Look, ha- have a look yeah. over here." Yeah, absolutely. And there's that power as well in that person giving themselves permission to come. You know, once a week or whatever it might be. Uh, maybe you, you meet them online, um, but to give themselves that space to think about their lives like that, it's incredibly powerful. And you know, and, and and coming from another human being to say yes, you have permission. That's powerful because sometimes our minds can give us all kinds of funny. Yeah, and I think actually stops. it's powerful coming from another person that's been where you've been as well. Like, yeah. so we've both been, you know, stressed out doctors, stressed out high professional, you know, high stress professionals, and it's um, yeah, we get it. We know how hard it is to be on that side of it, mm. um, and what it takes to to step over onto the other side. Yeah, um, and I think that's quite important because I think often what I find is doctors won't take it from people that haven't been there. Yeah, so they they won't believe it. You know, they yeah. can they'll have for months and months they'll have their wife or their husband or their friends telling them, look, you need to slow down or you need to stop or, um, you know, what about taking some time off? What about changing your job? Or, but it's not until they kind of really reach breaking point and then hear it from someone that's mm. been there that they can kind of really hear it often. Yeah, yeah, it is powerful. I mean, that's something that I realised when I wrote my book. It's just people reading the book and say, oh, my God, I've been through exactly the same thing as you described in your book. Mm. And it just allows them to sort of stop and, mm. and take notice. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Working on my book at the moment, I really hope it has the same effect. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's stories. That's what it's about, and stories are really powerful. Yeah, and being human, I think you know, just showing that vulnerability. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is weird, isn't it? I mean, we are human, and and yet we're kind of not being human, if you know what I mean. We're sort of just busy being robots in our own worlds. Yes. Our own had to hold on to really hard with the joyful doctor is you know not out there giving a message that you can be happy all the time at mm. all because actually that isn't life that isn't reality it's not human you know human experience is a whole range of emotions ups and downs good days bad days um and it's something i really try to to put across you know that um in my messages that that's okay mm. actually we're not you can't you, you just can't be happy all the time you can't be striving for you know, this perfect life and getting it all right. And um, and I think that's something we particularly struggle with as doctors. I think we often think there is a way to do things or a way to be or a, a way our lives should look. Um, and the reality is they don't. They look as messy and as difficult as anybody else's lives, right? Um, but actually, when you can let go of that perfect ideal, you can then really start to find the joy mm. so it's that being it's isn't it joy it's in the of... little moments and yeah. in the reality and the acceptance of yeah 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 i mean whenever i let go it's it is very joyful for sure mm-hmm. you know just that sort of um pressure coming off your shoulders and mm-hmm. and head and just relaxing everything mm-hmm. um Joyful is a very, uh, a very being kind of sense. 
Mm, yeah, it's funny. People think um, uh, read different meanings into the word joyful. I've discovered being the joyful doctor. <clears throat> so for some people, it's kind of a, a very excitable, um, happy state of kind of celebration and, you know, jumping up and down. For others, it's a much more calm and serene, peaceful acceptance. And I think for me, it's a bit of both and mm. it's different things on different days. And um, to be honest, it we were just thinking, we, I said, my, me and my partner and my friends, we were just sort of mulling around ideas and, you know, it was things like the happy doctor and the, it just popped into our heads one day and just seemed to fit and people seem to like it and identify with it so yeah i mean you know it's 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 whatever flows with for you isn't it personally mm -hmm. you know if that's what's flowing for you and mm. that's what's feels good for you and right for you and just in the moment and 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 being present mm. i mean for me it's sort of having those aha moments and you know having that sort of sparkle being reignited mm. and sort of flame getting stronger you know that's that's what the yeah. third eye is about opening the third yeah. eye and, you know, I, and that's what buzzes me gives me the buzz yeah yeah i always think of the phoenix when yeah when you when you talk like that the kind of rising from the ashes and the positivity that comes out of the you know the negative experience but yeah for me i i'd noticed that the the world of sort of doctor's well-being is was growing and there was more and more chat about it and more and more people getting involved and there's a bit of this sort of groundswell towards um helping doctors to you know to to deal with some of the significant problems they were going through but but a lot of it was focused on the negative a lot of it was focused mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. burnout and stress and struggle and all of that sort of stuff and and i actually just wanted to change that narrative slightly and just say hey it's okay you know to to acknowledge that those things are going on absolutely and to share about those and to get the help we need for those and all of that which is a big part of what i do but but also it can be about something positive actually mm. we can mm. you know we can perhaps bring ourselves back to a place where life can be fun again mm. Mm. And joyful um and whether that means staying in medicine or not you mm. know i don't mm. um i definitely don't uh try to persuade anybody to do mm. anything in particular i think doctors are incredibly wonderful and creative talented capable people and can do anything mm. any number of things um yeah so just wanted to bring a bit more of that sort of that positive shift back into the narrative around doctors well-being yeah that's excellent that's that's um it's great that that you're around absolutely you know we need that narrative you know we we we, we, we need to have some fun in our profession essentially yes you know and in any profession you know any um high stake uh, professional career yeah. you know we, yeah. we need to bring the fun back into it, whether you're 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 a lawyer or a banker yeah. or yeah. um a politician yeah. or uh, or yeah. a diplomat or whatever you know bringing fun into those professions yeah. it just makes things much better in life and and, and mm -hmm. people just perform better and are more productive and you know um uh, the people that work under them just sort of enjoy coming to work which is what it's Absolutely. all about Absolutely, yeah 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 we have um, um have a growing team of people at team joy and it's all about fun working for us um yeah we have like mandatory um awful christmas jumpers at christmas time oh dear have to yeah. wear i know <laughs> and um all sorts of silly things throughout and it's the about year. laughter isn't it it's about laughter it, you know it's about lightheartedness and i think if we can bring that in as a kind of a mandatory requirement for work yeah. i think it's only yeah. a good thing yeah 
Yeah. And that's got lost somewhere along the way, you know, because mm. most of when you think about it, it's all about um, pain and, and distress, isn't it? And mm. that's kind of hard enough mm. as mm. it is. And, and I think it's important that we remember it's also about life mm. and mm. relieving pain and suffering mm. and mm. the joy, you know, of, mm. of childbirth and of giving someone their, you know, freedom back mm. by fixing a you know a, a physical problem or mm. whatever it might be but mm. just yeah it's about it's as much about the good as it is about the bad and mm. um yeah excellent well it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today um how can people get hold of you what's the best way uh so they can go along to joyfuldoctor.com can email us at teamjoy at joyfuldoctor.com and we're across all the social media sites so facebook instagram linkedin um and um yeah with it, just search the joyful doctor you'll find us we're everywhere <laughs> excellent and excellent and, and and what's your last advice to sort of people who are struggling today and listening to this uh, caroline oh please just get in touch with somebody mm. you know it's okay it's okay whatever it is you're going through whatever it is you're thinking i promise you it's okay and it will get better just get in touch with somebody there's help out there there's a whole list of free resources for doctors and medical students on our website at joyfuldoctor.com um have a little scan down that um get in touch with us if you need need to happy to signpost you thank you caroline thank you Ida. Thanks for listening to this installment of the Surgical Spirit podcast. For all the latest in the world of Surgical Spirit, don't forget to follow on Twitter at The Third Eye Doc and catch me on Facebook at the page The Third Eye Doctor. You can visit the website at www.thethirdeyedoctor.co.uk for more information on the work that I do. And please send us feedback and questions and suggestions for the podcast. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. I've been Dr. Haida Al-Hakim and I'll see you next time.